and Katie for the special Christmas edition of You Talk. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And happy Hanukkah and happy Kwanzaa, all the holidays in December. <laughs> Let's just say Merry everything. I saw that on Facebook. So that, that kind of encompasses the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and I certainly want to be inclusive and make sure no one feels left out. Absolutely. So fill us in on the show, guys. On today's show, we'll be sharing some conversations we had with some special celeb guests that joined us for the Rocking Red Christmas experience that we had earlier this month on Hollywood, California. It was a special event for homeless young adults we did in conjunction with the Salvation Army. It was a great event, and, and there yeah. was music and entertainment. Plus, we served a holiday meal to everyone, and everyone who was there also received some giveaways, including a jacket, new shoes, a hygiene kit, and a really nice backpack. Very cool stuff. Yeah, that was cool. You know, we even recorded a, a little setup for all of that. So, because it's a special holiday edition, we won't be taking your calls today, but you can still reach us on social media at Utah Radio or on our website, utahradio.com, with your questions and comments. And, of course, you can reach out to us by texting Utah to 411247. Okay, everyone, let's roll tape. Sounds good. Let's welcome Michael Bella Bowman. Come on up, Michael, please. Let's bring it up. Michael, we're glad that you're with us. This is uh, the first time that you've done something with the Utah Radio crew. Uh, but tell us what you've been doing lately. I've been acting in the Has and Have Not, um, Hidden Valley Ranch, and um, I'm shooting Target, too. Oh, nice. Did you get to meet Tyler Perry? Yes, I did. How is he? Is he fun? He's really fun. He's nice. <laughs> is he nice? Yes, he is nice. I love Tyler Perry. What's your favorite thing about acting and being on set? You get to meet new people and, um, you know, you just have social interactions with all the actresses and all that stuff, yes. So what's your Christmas wish this year? Um, I want the new iPhone X. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it's too big and it doesn't fit in your hand. <laughs> yeah, you've got small hands. How's that gonna work, Michael? Uh, You'll I can, find a way, huh? Yes, because okay. I would usually get a pop socket off on Amazon, so it would probably be easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> what is your Christmas wish for our guests here tonight? Um, I hope you guys have a good, happy holidays, and I hope you guys all get something for Christmas. <laughs> All right. Thank you very Thank much you for so spending much. time with Thank us. You. We're glad to have you. Give it up for Michael, please. Okay, this next performer is a Grammy award-winning performer, uh, producer, Larissa. I mean, he... I, I worked with him. He produced my last album. He plays a trumpet a little bit. Just a little. Just a little, right? And he's brought along another special guest, Miss April Diamond, who's a fantastic singer that I know you guys are going to enjoy. So let's give it up for David Longoria and April Diamond. Welcome up to the stage, please. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is David Longoria, and, uh, you know, it, it brings back memories for me to come back to Hollywood because when I was 17 years old, I moved from a little farm up in Washington State down to Hollywood, and I arrived in Hollywood with $6, a bag of clothes, and my trumpet. 
And uh, it was really hard, you know. Uh, most of us have gone through all kinds of things in our lives, and, and it was hard because I would play my trumpet on the street corners and make enough money to stay at the YMCA down there on, uh, I think it was McCadden Place or somewhere off, off of Wilcox over there. So that was my beginnings in Hollywood. So I never come to Hollywood without thinking about what I went through trying to survive this town. But uh, the one thing that was with me the whole time is God, for real, because uh, let's give God a round of applause. For real, I mean that, because uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was 10 years old, and my family was very financially challenged. We didn't have any money, but we lived on a farm, so the chickens gave us eggs, and I could grow onions and stuff, so we had a lot of onion omelets. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, you know, I, but I, I had a great uh, childhood because my, my parents loved us, and they taught me about God and, and, and how important it is to, to have God in our lives. And uh, they brought me to the Salvation Army, who we were celebrating tonight, to learn music. They said, you know what? We can't afford private lessons, but if you go there, they'll let you play in the band and they'll teach you how to read music. So they did. And because of that experience growing up, I've always been uh, very supportive of the Salvation Army's efforts. I've been a member since I was 10 years old and, and I have taught thousands of kids music just because I was taught, so I gotta pass that on. And I wanna share a little bit of music with you tonight. And of course, if you don't know April Diamond yet, you're gonna hear her sing now. But before we do our song, we're gonna play a little game called Stump, David, and April. And the way that we do that is, you raise your hand and you think of any Christmas song, and I guarantee we're gonna know it. Any of them at all. You, you can come up Christmas with any song. Christmas song at all. Let's start with an easy one, anybody. A Christmas song, right there. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Rudolph. Now, that was one of my favorites. I haven't played that since I played on the street corners, I think. But let's pick one now that April can, can right here, right here. From John Lennon, his favorite Christmas song. I happen to know his favorite Christmas song. It was called Jingle Merry, Bells. Merry, Merry Christmas, that one. And a Happy New Year. <laughs> that was good. So very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. All right, a round of applause for April Diamond. Well, clearly it's almost unstumpable. So um, we're, uh, we're going to do our song right now for you. Uh, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season and, and particularly remember the story of Christmas because that's what this season is all about. God gave his son to, to share the meaning of life, and, and eternal life with us. So uh, I want to celebrate that tonight. We're going to do a song right now that just came out today. If you listen to Spotify or any other place, it just came out today. It's called Now or Never, and it's the theme song from a brand new movie, and it's called Bloodline, Now or Never. So we're going to do this for the second time ever, aren't we? We are. Very we exciting. Are. You get to be the first ones to hear it. Now or never. Now or never. 
try to change my mind It's hard to leave the past behind No reason to look back now I'm ready for my destined hollow I need to find redemption I'm not here to seek attention So get ready to fight for what you know is right Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, Merry Christmas. David Longorian, April Diamond. Can you believe it? You heard it here first at Rockin' Red. Red Christmas. We've got some other young guests that are about to come up as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Piper and Skyler, can you come on down? I think I'm going to use your stage names, right? Am I using your stage names? Piper Madison and... And Skylar Fair, okay. okay. You guys are sisters, but you've We're also sisters. been um, actors, mm -hmm. and you've also been singers. We're going to hear a little bit, some <laughs> Christmas music from yeah. you a little bit later. But, you know, one of the things that we like to do, uh, we like to do different segments on our yes. show. Yes, we do. Yes. Right? And so there's a segment we like to call Dear Self. It's a note that we ask our guests, something you regret that you would never do again. So something like, Dear Self, don't ever bake a, a casserole with leaving a plastic lid on it because it'll melt all over the casserole. True story, that's what I did one time. <laughs> all right, um, I've got one, because it, it reminded me, the casserole thing. Yeah. Don't ever try to deep fry something when your parents aren't home. <laughs> that sounds like it went horribly bad. What happened? Bad. Did you set off the smoke alarm? <laughs> you want to go, Skyler? <laughs> okay, uh, dear self, don't ever put too much baking soda in scones. They will end up we, tasting we, like... We like uh, to cook. Like you like yeah. We like to oh, try new things when we're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so at least we know if we're going to come over and you're going to cook for us, we're going to ask you not to make scones. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Or have you changed your recipe? Or, or, fry or fried chicken. Or yeah. fried chicken. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. And we'll hear Thank from you, you in just a moment. Give it up. Madison and Scarlett <laughs> That was a really great event. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I just really felt like 
these people got for the few hours that they were with us. I mean, I wish we could have kept them, you know, for the next several weeks because <laughs> yeah. I know they need that. Absolutely. But, you know, at least for a few hours, they got uh, to be out of the cold, you know, got a nice warm meal, got some entertainment. Uh, we loved on them, made them feel special, like they really matter. And I feel like this is a growing problem. Uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but looking around, I felt like there were more homeless than I've seen, you know, yes. since yeah. last yes. year. Tents, yeah, tents on the street, people laying down on the street. And, you know, there's a huge huge homeless teen and young adult population in Hollywood, somewhere between five and 10,000. So I guess if we keep doing rock and red, we're going to have to find bigger facilities. Well, and I think I, you know, I heard some of them talking and they were saying they were worried about like they they didn't want to be gone from their tents too long because they were afraid, you know, the police or whoever was cleaning up, were going to yeah. throw them yeah. away. And so, you know, a lot of them were just normal people. They just were in between things or just... Yep. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have known they were homeless if you had just ran into them, you know, on no. the street. Yeah. They're there for a variety of reasons. Some of them, you know, difficult situations at home. There's abusive situations. So, um, you know, it, it was a great event, our second annual one, and we're looking forward to doing some more. Don't go anywhere. We've got lots more coming up right after this. You talk radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. This is You Talk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. We're back for the special Christmas edition of You Talk. Steve, I know you hit the streets recently and talked to some students at a local high school about Christmas, right? I, sh- I sure did, Larissa. I had a great time with them. I, I asked them specifically uh, about loneliness uh, on this holiday because it's, you know, it's, it's a time, it's, it's a high time for suicide. Uh, actually, not the highest of the year, but one of them. And people are just lonely. They're struggling. Uh, it's not an easy time. So they had some great responses that we need to listen to. Well, I look forward to hearing it. Let's take a listen. Street Talk. The holidays can be a really difficult time of year for people, especially loneliness. It's one of the high times for suicide. What practical advice would you give to somebody that's listening that is really struggling with loneliness right now? Um, well, I know for myself, I if I often feel lonely, I just curl up on the couch and watch Netflix, turn on Criminal Minds or whatever. And, <laughs> and it's just the little things that make yourself feel comfortable and like, that you could just feel um, joy within your heart, just being by yourself because it's a time where you could just, you know, think about your life and Mm -hmm. just um, be like happy about your blessings and everything. So it's okay to be by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And you, in other words, be comfortable being by yourself. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, thank you. One thing I would think is try going out more because the more you go out, I think the more people you meet and also being more free to do stuff because you never know just by being free to um, go out, you might meet a new person that may have some things similar to you and then you realize, hey, you want to hang out or something like that? And then you aren't as lonely as you were. Uh, Me personally, I would either tell them to call me or either FaceTime me too because I would make that time to just make them feel like they have somebody with them. So, and I don't like people being lonely either so I would try to do that. (laughs) For me I always struggle with loneliness Um, therefore I think you should sleep. Yes because sleeping helps you a lot to get over with many things. I would say just read their bible because one of my uncles he struggled with the thought of suicide when it came around like Christmas time Mm -hmm. a couple years ago and uh, we didn't know if he was going to do anything stupid or anything like that. And uh, my mom was like, just read your Bible, just read your Bible. And one day he opened up to the Christmas story because it was Christmas Eve. Yeah. And he was like, I have something to live for now. So in a way, Christmas helped him out. Find someone um, 
who's nice and friendly. Someone that makes you happy and makes you laugh and have a good time. Yeah. I know for myself that it's been really difficult lately around Christmas because I lost both my grandparents very recently and they were like the the cornerstone of our family get-togethers at Christmas. So with them gone, I've been feeling a lot more disconnected from my family and lonely, considering that after they passed away, a lot of my family moved out of state. So I think that definitely around the holidays with loneliness, it's really important to get connected with your church, with your family, with any friend that you can find, Mm. because just being lonely around this time can be really detrimental. And I honestly have been trying more to step out and find new opportunities to connect with people. I would say personally for myself, I'm an introvert and sometimes I do get lonely, but even sometimes if you're lonely and you don't necessarily have anyone to talk to at the moment, um, you can try spending time with yourself, try finding something that you're passionate about and just spending more time looking into that. So personally for me, that's music. So when I get lonely sometimes, I just listen to music, create music, and that's how I deal with feeling lonely. I would usually tell them to like FaceTime me because that's what usually me and my friends do with each other. Like okay. we love to FaceTime and we just talk about whatever we want to talk about. Mm. You know, it's too bad you can't reach through the phone like and yeah. do a group hug or just a hug. Yeah. But that's the next best thing is to be able mm-hmm. to see somebody mm-hmm. um, rather than just be on the phone. Yeah. So do you find yourself doing that often? Specifically, somebody that's lonely. Mm-hmm. Me and my cousin, we like to FaceTime each other a lot because we live a couple hours from each other, but we're still super close because mm. we get to FaceTime with each other. Good idea. Yeah. You know, technology can be great sometimes to yeah. help us with things like this. So thanks. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I thought they had some really good things to say about dealing with loneliness during the holidays. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But also there's another aspect besides that. It's sadness, like dealing with, you know, a lot of people break up around the holidays or, you know, losing a loved one. Like I lost my grandma this year. So it'll be the first Christmas daughter. And I know, Larissa, you just thought you lost yours very recently. Yeah. Just just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lost my mom earlier this year. So this will be the first Christmas without her. Oh, I'm getting kind of sad yeah. just talking about this. Um, but, you know, it's it's the reality of life that we we all, you know, have losses. We we all have joys in our life. And, yep. Um, you Ups know, and downs. Unfortunately, yep. during the holidays, it seems to be like amplified. Yeah, it and really so is. And so I think some of the advice that they gave was, was good. Being around people, yeah. you know, yep. that was a good one. Um, just getting out. Yeah, getting um, out. You know, just even even being comfortable with being lonely can, can you know, being by yourself, I should say, is, is something good. Uh, and we want to remind you uh, that are listening that you can reach out to us. You can you can send us a text. You can uh, send us a, go on social media, go to the website, call us, just reach out because we are here for you. And you could do that at utalkradio.com and on our social media handle at utalkradio. We'll be right back after this. Utalk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. Utalk Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie on the web at utalkradio.com. We're back with our special holiday edition of Utah. Earlier in the show, we mentioned the Rocking Red Christmas Experience, which was a special event we put on for homeless young adults in L.A. This was the second year we worked with our friends at the Salvation Army in the Hollywood area. 
Steve, one of our guests, I believe, is a longtime friend of yours. Yeah, Katie, Larissa, his name is Gerald Carter, and uh, he is a power lifter, bodybuilder, and a karate-breaking artist. He I broke love that. a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, he, he really did. I mean, baseball bats. He's tearing up phone books. He's, you know, it's like he should belongs in a padded room or something because he was breaking all this stuff. But, you know, <laughs> it doesn't play well on the radio, unfortunately. You can't see that. Even if you hear it, you hear the crumbling of these bricks. He even military-pressed Skyler and Piper, who you heard from uh, previously in the show. I mean, it was it's just amazing. Oh, it was amazing. Was very cool. Yeah, it's definitely hard to get a grasp of you know what he's doing on the radio. So, <laughs> yeah. since you can't see him, we thought we'd do the next best thing, and we'll play an interview for you that Steve did with Gerald this past summer after he competed in the World Police and Fire Games in L.A. I didn't even know these games existed. Oh, it's huge. It's second only to the Olympics. <laughs> it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Do they have a competition for who can do the best like police car chase? Uh, no, no, actually they didn't. That was one thing that was missing. But they do have like the firemen carrying stuff up ladders, and you know it, it. It's an amazing thing to see. It was quite quite impressive. Well, Gerald won three gold medals during these games, so yes. that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that was yes. very cool. Did you guys actually get to see some of these events? Yes. Yeah, it was very cool. I watched him compete in the deadlift and the bench press, and it was just it's amazing to see these guys lift so much weight. Like Gerald lifted, it was like six hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, and that was just amazing. crazy to oh watch. Oh my gosh, that's that's like and a, that's light for him. This was a light competition. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of weight. Yes. Yeah. In just a second, we're going to hear from Gerald and what he has to say, but we're also going to hear from a member of the Salvation Army who was part of our team at Rock and Red. Let's take a listen. Hey, it's Steve with You Talk. I am here with a good buddy of mine in Los Angeles. For the World Police and Fire Games, Gerald, welcome to Utah Radio. Well, thank you. It's good to be on Utah. My first time here with you. <laughs> we'll have to plan on this again. Gerald Carter, you are uh, an amazing individual. There's lots we could talk about, but you're here competing in these games. What uh, events did you compete in? Uh, this year I competed in the bench press and the push-pull, which is uh, a combination of the bench press and the deadlift. Basically, the weightlifting competition I was in this year. Wow. that's uh, How many years have you done this? This is my fifth game. So generally, I do the lifting, and I, at times, do the shot put, and also I've done the bodybuilding before. Now, what motivates you to come and compete? Okay, you had to come from out of state and hotels and all that kind of stuff, and what, there's about 8,000 other athletes competing in these games? Uh, I believe they represent usually between 65 and 70 countries, and normally there's between ten and 13,000 athletes from all over. Wow. Um, the... the the reason, I believe, is because I, I was a powerlifter in the past, and a lot of these guys, they've competed whether in track and field, swimming events, weightlifting events, boxing, judo, um, all the police and fire nomenclature things you would have, and also sure. all the track and field, just as the Summer Olympics. So it gives a different platform for these athletes to continue their, their sports that they were involved in. Now, it's an interesting time to be competing because there's, you know, uh, we're talking about international here. Uh, just to make sure people know, it's all these different countries. So it's uh, police and fire from different cities, obviously different countries, uh, male and female. Um, and, and you look at what's going on um, just in our world today, the tensions and, and even our country. So this is one of those, again, it's second only to the Olympics as far as I know. Yes, second only to the Olympics, bigger than the Goodwill Games, bigger than the Winter Olympics. Uh, uh, it, 
You know, I believe it truly gives us a time to sit down with each other. Uh, I've developed a friendship with some guys from Mongolia. Now, we, we can't speak each other's <laughs> language, but, but we share a common goal. We, we all lift. We get together. We uh, share different equipment that we use, and generally we have to speak through an interpreter, of course. But uh, uh, we've come to develop a good friendship. You know, we see each other. We shake hands, sure. pat each other on the back. And I think it's the same with other people. If you get to a place in life where you can sit down with somebody, you realize that you have much more in common than you have that's different. Oh, good point. Good. And we need to focus more on that. Let's stop highlighting our differences and let's see what we've got in common, find that common mm-hmm. ground. And I've been fascinated kind of following you around at the games and seeing some other competitions. And and um, there seems to be a camaraderie here among the athletes. Yes. Uh, people pull for each other, not just for themselves. And, um, you know, I, I remember once in life somebody told me years ago that you have to find a purpose in life that's greater than yourself. Oh. And here at the games, it's like... Uh, it's not about me. The world doesn't revolve around what I do. And you're here to help each other out. If you can, some way, pat them on the back, see how things are going, where they're from. And, and it even heightens my day to uh, share in somebody else's life. Hmm. So what's your takeaway? You get on the plane to go back home. What, what's the takeaway? What will you say, hey, I had this aha experience in L.A. at the games. This is what happened. This is what's giving me that experience. My, my biggest thing will be that I can go back and uh, made some different friends from Russia. Uh, usually, like, I'll bring some things from Minnesota. We exchange, uh, like, maybe a hat or a patch, a pin, uh, a T-shirt. Uh, you'll get some type of moniker from them. I've met a friend here from uh, Finland that I've seen probably for the past 15 years. So it's nice to see guys again and again, see their families, and generally they're talking about making plans for the next World Games, which will be in China, or we'll see what happens there. But, uh, you get that's the biggest takeaway for me is is the relationships you you have to invest yourself in your relationships because that's the biggest thing you have anything else in this world you can't take with you but no matter where you're at what you go through relationships are sometimes the things that bring you through life the memories Uh, that's a good good word gerald because it's it's the memories it's the support of one another it's the community we hear a lot about that today but when it comes right down to it it's that relationship that you have with uh, you and I have known each other for a long time. We've done a lot of different things in both uh, the United States and up in Canada. Uh, now, one last thing as we kind of wrap up our discussion here, we're going to have to have you back on You Talk, and of course, people will become more familiar because you're going to be doing some of the events with us in different parts of the country. What uh, was your personal takeaway? I understand you won a couple things that. Uh, well, I will get to take a little something back. I was uh, defending champion in the bench press and in the push pull, and I was able to also win another gold in the bench press in the push pull in my uh, weight and age category. So, uh, well, congratulations! Well, thank you. Thank uh, we you. are talking to a gold medal winner. Question is: Are you, is your uh, picture going to be on a Wheaties box or uh, no Wheaties? Um, we didn't make it to Disneyland or World, but uh, <laughs> we did go to Big Bear Lake. So that's okay. that's what we did. <laughs> hey, Gerald, thanks for being on You Talk. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Right now, it's my privilege and opportunity to uh, have you help me welcome up somebody, Lieutenant Juan from the Salvation Army. Lieutenant Juan, you have not always been with the Salvation Army. I mean, you've got this great-looking uniform, and but that hasn't always been who you are and where you are and what you're doing. So go back briefly. Just w- Well, Steve, um, I can remember it like it was yesterday, uh, 2010, and, and before that, 
I was living in the streets for the last two years, and I was hooked on um, crystal methamphetamine. I was a drug alcoholic. Everything you, you um, can think of, that was me. Um, I spent most of my time just being the bad guy, being that guy that nobody wanted around. Juan living on the streets. Yes, you know, it's, it's a decision that I had made. I didn't want to be around my family. I know I was hurting them, but I didn't want to stop. And, and so I chose if I just got away from everybody, I could do what I wanted. Wow. So how did you get from, okay, 2010, you're living on the streets, you've made this decision, you're away from your family, you're done, you know, don't anything to do with them right now. And how did, what happened next? How did, you, how did you transition to where you are? My grandmother used to always tell me, um, when are you gonna get to know God? When are you gonna come to church with me? And when are you gonna give me a grandbaby? <laughs> and um, those are the three things she would always say. And um, my grandmother passed away. And, and my first thought was to run and, and um, do drugs and just self-medicate myself, numb myself, but those words came came to life, um, when are you going to get to know God? When are you going to get to know God? Grandma's words have a tendency to do that, don't they? Yes, they do. They you do. know, my grandmother's words still, my grandfather's words, but so when are you going to, so how did you come to know God? What happened? What, what, how, <clears throat> you know, I, I thought I was um, smarter than the judge and, and I, I had him where I wanted to and he gave me an ultimatum and I took the easy way out, right? Um, a six-month program in the Salvation Army versus doing three years in, in prison. Oh, oh, oh. So I, I took the easy way out. I thought I had it made, you know, six months, and I can go back to who I was. But something happened. Man. You know, I mean, you didn't, after six months, you obviously didn't go back to who you were, back to the streets. You are, you're wearing a uniform, so yes. something happened. Yes. Um, through that program, I was able to experience love, mm. forgiveness, and grace. But then Lee, I can remember my fourth month, um, this voice just saying, come follow me. Mm. Just fo right now, just come follow me. Will you be willing to follow me? And, and it was like so scary to share with people because it was like I could just hear this voice. And um, I shared it with an officer and I said, I, you know, the Lord is just asking me to follow him. And I don't know what that looks like. How do you do that? Where do we go? Or, you know, what is it? And, and, and that night he just led me through a, a prayer. And, and he said, would you accept Jesus Christ as your savior? And I said, yes, I, I would love to accept him. And um, I accepted Christ as my savior that night. And um, not everything changed, Steve, like mm. I thought it would. Everything didn't just magically turn well, you over. Know, I was looking up and waiting for the sky to just open up. Sure, nice sure. View, but, but it didn't happen that way. But, you know, for the first time, I started to feel that, that somebody loved me. Hmm. You know, I started to, to feel that I had a purpose in life. And I started to feel that, you know Powerful. what? I don't need to do drugs no more. I didn't know how to stop, but I knew that I didn't want to no more. But I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try and I'm gonna follow Christ. And um, once I, I can make my own personal decision to see if it's true what everybody's saying, then I'll make that decision to um, either follow or go back to how, who I was. Hmm. And obviously you decided to follow. You're here tonight. You're doing some great things. 
Thank you. Thank you, Steve. What a story from both people. Yeah, I mean, very different kind of people, uh, very different stories. I mean, to think that Juan was on the streets just a few years ago. I met him and I I would never have known that he was a drug addict and down on his luck. No, I I would never have guessed. And, you know, you think about their stories. First of all, Gerald, I mean, he's powering his way through things. Okay, And sometimes we feel like that. We're we, we're struggling with, with challenges in life. We're struggling with difficult times, uh, situations, and we just want to power our way through it. And yet um, we can't always do that. And, and Lieutenant Juan found a different way to deal with his, his problems and, and to deal with his life and get his life back on track. I think the important thing is we all need to look in the right direction for us to be able to change our lives, to be able to break through and find that that situation that is best for us. You know, what I think is sometimes the sad part is, you know, for people that might be listening out there, like hopefully you don't get to that point yes. where yeah. you're Lieutenant Juan and you are on the streets, you are at rock bottom, um, that hopefully, like, if there starts to be signs that you need to get some help or if, you know, something bad did happen or when you start working, you lose your job or your maybe family, you know, loses their jobs. Their mm-hmm. home, whatever. Yeah. Their home, just circumstances we re- realize happen that there are resources. And I mean, he even mentioned, like, it, it was hard, I think, to, to reach out to get help. And, yes, yes. And a lot of times, whether it's pride or the or shame, you know, all these factors, it's it's important to know that there are people that want to help you before you get to the point yeah. of well, no return. And, and I like the, the idea, if you remember when he talked about his grandmother, and you know, you two lost your grandmother this year, um, and those words, he lost his grandmother, and yet those words of hers continued to guide him long after she had passed away. Yeah, that encouragement and that that somebody believing in you. Yeah, yeah. that you can you can make it, you can do it. I we all need that. So have you found that person? And by the way, that's what you talk is all about. You talking to us reach out to us. We are here for you. We want to help you. Whatever your circumstance is, whatever the challenge is you're facing in your life, reach out to us. Do it on social media at, at Utah Radio. That's our handle. Text the word Utah to 411-247. Okay, and you can also call us. We're not taking calls on this special edition of Utah, but you can call us at other times. The number is 855 855- Five zero eight eight two five five. That's eight five 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 zero eight eight two five five. Well, I want to really thank um, Gerald and and Juan for sharing their stories and sharing their lives with us and letting us uh, just be able to, I guess, meet really cool people who yeah. have yeah. who have really done something positive with their lives. And and, so, and helping others. Exactly. Mm-hmm. During this time. And, and they really volunteer their time and, and serve the people, um, especially uh, Lieutenant Juan at the Salvation Army um, week after week. We just did one event at Rock and Red <laughs> yeah. Christmas, yeah. but they are helping the, the homeless community every single day, every week, yep. um, all year round. Feel free to hit us up on social media at Utah Radio and on our website, utalkradio.com. And we want to hear from you. What are you doing to make a difference in someone's life this Christmas? We'll be back after this with a very special Christmas song you don't want to miss. Don't go anywhere. Utah. You're listening to Utah Radio with Steve, Larissa, and Katie. 
We hope you've enjoyed this uh, special holiday edition of Utah. I know I have. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> Katie, how about you? Oh, I've had a great time. Awesome. Well, you know, we've got something uh, that's a bit out of the ordinary uh, today to close off the show. It's a special song from Piper Madison and Skylar Fair, known as Madison Fair. You heard us talk with them earlier in the show. And you know, you guys are going to love the song. It's super catchy and it's so fun. And I think everybody loved it when they played it there. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, they're great. They They were a hit. I think people were just out of their minds, like clapping, going crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the holidays are a great time to spend with the people you care about and celebrate the season. So what are you, Steve and Larissa, doing to celebrate this time of year with family or friends or people you care about? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm headed to Northern California to be with my extended family. Can hardly wait. Uh, it's going to be a little tough because it'll be our first one without mom, but uh, we are going to have a great, crazy Italian Christmas celebration. Wow. Yeah. that's I love Italian food. I, I'm going to come over to your family's house. <laughs> <You're well. laughs> Larissa, you can come anytime you want. Katie, you can come too if you want. Oh, thanks. Well, I, you know, we have this weird Christmas tradition where we always take these family photos. So um, we, well, we just did it. And so um, <laughs> I, I always like roll my eyes. My mom and dad used to make me change clothes, cost costumes almost. Oh, like, wow. like we would take, like it was these like glamour shots almost like where we would do like three wardrobe changes. And you're not talking selfies. You're talking like a full no, on. No, oh. so that was kind of a Christmas tradition um, that we did. And I at least have talked to my parents out of, you know, changing clothes. And sometimes now we'll just like change different locations. We'll do it outside. We'll do it inside. Um <laughs> But it's something that's memorable, and then that's that's my parents make their Christmas card, and it's it's the memory. It's the okay, memory of the holidays. Yeah. Yes. How about you, Katie? So me and my sister have a tradition of we get matching pajamas or some sort of matching clothing <laughs> item every year. <laughs> and this year, I think we're turning to onesies. Oh. Matching onesies. Well, Katie, you're going to have to make sure we get a picture of you and your sister so we can uh, share it maybe. I don't know, but we at least have to see it, right, Larissa? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think it's time for some music, right? I think it I is. I think so. And now here's Madison Fair with California Christmas. Maybe we can sit by the sea And put ornaments on a palm tree This year the snow is gonna miss us But who doesn't love a California Christmas? Children playing in the sand Don't need a hat for our sand snowman So why don't we just sit by the sea I'll hang an ornament on the closest palm tree This year the snow is gonna miss us But who doesn't love a California Christmas? Yeah. 
hanging out with us for our Christmas special. Next week, we'll be back with another holiday edition of Utah because it's the season. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you can always reach us at our website, utahradio.com, and follow us on social media at Utah Radio. Hit us up there. Of course, you can also text 411-247 and the word Utah. We would love to hear from you. And most of all, we really want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Christmas. I'll hang an ornament on the closest palm tree.